Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Spartan Spotlight. I'm Justin Thind. I'm here with my co-host Corey Robinson. And today we are joined by, he's too humble to say this himself, but one of the most tapped in, one of the biggest insiders in the Michigan State space, Brian Masalam. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I don't I don't know if I characterize myself as that, but I'm fantastic. How are you guys? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Great. I was, I was pumped up uh, to hear that you're willing to come on the show with us just because we knew uh, that you were definitely plugged into what was happening with uh, Mel and just other stuff like that. So uh, I, I wanted to thank you for uh, hopping on with us too before we get started. Oh, I, I, my pleasure, guys. Anything I can do to help uh, Spartans, fellow Spartans, uh, it is absolutely my pleasure. Thanks yeah, for having me. For sure. So for those of you that don't know, Brian Masalam has the show Inside the Locker Room on the Woodward Sports uh, Network, and him and his co-host Jason Strayhorn, who all the Spartans know as well. Uh, these guys were one of the first to talk about some of the details behind the contract extension before they were public. Uh, that is by no coincidence. Uh, Brian and Jason uh, are close with, obviously, Mel Tucker, Alan Heller in the athletic department, but also the two donors uh, that were able to make this extension possible. So I guess, uh, Brian, I will let you kind of just talk a little bit about uh, Matt Ishby and Steve St. Andre. And uh, I don't know if you want to just talk about it in chronological order of like how it came together or just, I guess, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on, on those two donors and, and their just willingness to, to help this happen? I mean, you guys got five hours for me. <laughs> <laughs> However long because, you guys. <laughs> look, th- th- those two are the absolute salt of the earth. Um, they are humble, they're low key, they have no ego, they're not transactional, they believe in real relationships. Um, really what they did, what they've done is uh, really a, a new, new territory for Michigan State University. Um, but for them to willing to step up and step to the plate and, and willing to help the university out really speaks volumes to, the, to, to a testament to their character and who they are. And I just, I mean, really a lot of the credit goes to those guys and most of the credit, I, I can't, I just can't say enough great things about them. And, and uh, you know, when you talk about coach Tucker, I mean, he, 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 he earned his own pay raise. I mean, he built real relationships with these two guys and probably the most profound statement he made to me was, you know, that in my 25 years of doing this, you know, I have never seen guys like um, Satan ish. You know, he's come, you know, remember, he's been at some of the, 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 the top places in the country, right? He knows what great looks like. He's been part of great. He's been part of championships. And he's been part of boosters, boosters that are influential um, down south that we're really not accustomed to up here. Um, and he's, you know, and if you, if you think about it, I mean, you know, down there, they're, they're used to kicking their feet up on the table and telling you who to play, telling you who to recruit, mm-hmm. telling you which place to call. And, and the, you know, these two guys are so far from that, that, you know, they're, they're, they have zero ego and they're, they believe in real relationships and in trust and respect. And that's something that they would never do. So if there's, there's a fear that, you know, the donors are going to run the university. That is absolutely not the case. Those two, that is not in their DNA. They've built their success and their wealth by identifying, attracting, and retaining talent. And, uh, you know, they saw something in Coach Tucker, I think, that many of us see. 
you know, he brings, he brings the total package to the table. And so we, we are, we as Spartans are very, very grateful to, to have two folks like um, Ahmed Ishbia and Steve St. Andre. I, I just cannot impress upon that enough. I guess you kind of brought it up a little bit, but switching gears, what's your thoughts kind of on what Michigan State has in Mel Tucker and what you're seeing? Because I know you being a former football player and being really involved with Coach D'Antonio, who had tons of success here and really, like, to me, he's the one that gets credit for all of this too because he he made the blueprint that this is all possible for a coach like Mel Tucker to even come here. But what's just kind of your thoughts on the impact Mel's had here and what your vision for him in the future of the program is? Well, first of all, you're absolutely right about Coach D. You know, he's a, he's a legend, right? I mean, he proved that that you this is a destination spot, that you can win a championship here. You can you can compete for championships in November and that you can, um, you know, you can head to the college playoff and really laid the foundation um, to make people believe that Michigan State's a destination spot. So when you look at where college football is headed in this NIL era, transfer portal era, social media era, you know, donor relations era, I have yet to run across somebody, you know, and I, and I know a lot of people, a lot of coaches around really both leagues, NFL, college. Um, I just know a lot of people in the industry. I have yet to run across somebody who understands and, uh, and embraces all those facets. He knows how to build real relationships with donors. He understands, you know, what today's day and age, what, what kids are looking for, young men are looking for. He's embraced the portal. He's embraced NIL. And for this era, this moment in time uh, where we are in college football, I don't think there's a better coach position than the country um, to take to take us to new heights uh, better than Mel Tucker, quite frankly. For yeah, sure. definitely. That, that's kind of how uh, me and Justin talk about it quite a bit is uh, back in the the older times when you know you only had a few games on television, national television, all that stuff. There's a reason why you had those blue bloods. But now with the social media presence, uh, every game being on national TV, it seems nowadays, uh, it's really allowed a program like Michigan State and a coach like Mel Tucker, who understands all of that, to kind of grow Michigan State. And then obviously having Matt Ishbia and St. Andre around isn't a bad deal either for the university. Yeah. And the part that Brian was talking about earlier, I definitely want to echo that is this is not like the SEC where those guys are sitting there by the head coach and saying, oh, you got to hire this offensive coordinator because this is the offense I want to see. Or, well, coach, why'd you go nine and three? Don't don't make me pull my funding from the program so I can fire you type of SEC nonsense. And that's kind of one of the reasons, even before I heard any sort of inside information, that's one of the reasons I was kind of confident that Mel Tucker would stay here for a while because he's been to Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. He's been to these big places, been around college football. So he knows when he has it good. So he knows the infrastructure. He knows Alan Haller is in charge. He looks around and sees this is a place that is aligned internally in a way that I can have success. And I'm glad that you emphasized that right off the beginning. 
Um, I guess, what do you think this says to college football as a whole? Cause you, you're a guy that, you know, the college football landscape, you look around you, you know, how the donor workings are around college football. What does this say to college football programs, fans, recruits, just everybody around college football? Well, you know, that's a very good question because this really, this 95, 10 year, 95 million is bigger than Mel Tucker. This mm-hmm. sends a message. This makes a statement to the college football world that Michigan State is uh, ready to sit at the big boy table and, and ready to make a play to compete for national championships. You know, there were some folks that got indigestion when they saw that number. Um, and they saw the salary about a quote unquote unproven coach. But if you, if you look at his track record, you look at where he's been, you look at the success that he's had at all those places and and the success he's had this year. And now you're seeing, right. You're seeing with all Mm -hmm. these openings, uh, you know, Florida, seeing all the dominoes fall, you're seeing Florida, uh, Notre Dame now is going to be open. I mean, Brian Kelly signed a Mel Tucker type contract, Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma and went to, USC and, and, and who's, who's got an even bigger contract than, than Mel has. Um, you're, you know, I think people are going to see when this thing all shakes out, Notre Dame, LSU, USC, Florida, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. all hire their coaches. They're going to say, man, we, we got ahead of this. Yep. We got ahead of this. We, we got ahead of this. We solidified our coach. Well, Michigan State's a picture of stability. And it sends a message to recruits, you know, that everybody is aligned. Everybody's moving in the right direction. And, and he's here for the long haul. The administration believes in him. A.D. Haller believes in him. The donors believe in him. And I think, I think this sends a, a monster message, especially to recruits all yeah. across the country, that, that Michigan State, you know, when, when he gets this thing going and he builds depth and he gets who he needs to get, that you can win a national championship at Michigan State. And he really believes that and he really means it. Yeah. He is very intentional and everything that he does. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a practice. I mean, the organization, the speed at which they move, the, 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 the way, the pre- precision of, of the practice, the um, not wasting a second, not wasting a minute, not wasting a rep. Um, the way he's, he conducts his business within his organization and how organized and attention to detail they are. You know, he reminds me a lot of, of Nick Saban. Uh, mm-hmm. And that he uh, he's he's involved in all facets of the game, and um, his attention to detail, you know, from from the special teams to the to the right tackle to the kicker, is it really it's really Saban esque. And yeah. so I, I you know I think I think I'm going to tell you guys we we caught lightning in a bottle. We got something really really special here, and I'm yeah. just glad that uh, our administration. I'm glad that our board of trustees, our athletic director. You know, our donors saw that, and I'm just happy that we we're able to keep him because he made it very clear. He, he did not want to go anywhere. Uh, he, want, he, he wants to stay at Michigan State. I mean, if you think about it, you know, he's from Cleveland. He's a Midwest guy. He played at Wisconsin. You know, he told me his dad attended a game last week or a few weeks ago for the first time since 2008. I mean, that means something to some, you know, to him. That means something to all of us. I mean, mm-hmm. so home is home. Yep. And I, I firmly believe with, with all my heart that he will he will dominate recruiting in Michigan and that he will walk into Ohio being from Cleveland and that he will compete day in, day out with Ryan Day for the top prospects in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing his reach. I mean, you're seeing his reach right now. He's he's all over the country uh, visiting guys and he's got reach 
from Texas to California to Georgia to Florida um, because of his stops and his relationships that he's built along these these stops because he understands. I mean, yeah, recruiting is the lifeline of college football. So I couldn't be more excited, guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For for, for me and Justin covering recruiting, we're, we're big fans of his approach as well. And I, I think what really separates him and uh, I know Justin can speak on this too is a uh, his. Uh, he has no fear of going to California, Texas and battling uh, whatever area schools are in that area for the top recruits and expects to get them where a lot of the people in the Michigan state fan base aren't used to that. So it took them a while where they go, no, this can't work at Michigan state. You can only go uh, to the Midwest and blah, blah, blah. And now that he's starting to pull some those kids from California and, uh, Georgia and Texas and all that. Now everybody's starting to buy in, and you can like see the momentum and uh, excitement in the fan yeah. base even raising up with us. For me, guys. yeah, because for me, I remember last cycle, Ma Nauteota, the four star uh, that was committed to USC. Uh, you were actually the one to report that Michigan State was going to try to work on him the whole cycle and flip him. And at first I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll see, whatever. May, probably not going to happen. Then Mel Tucker goes ahead and flips him after a two and five season. And I knew things were going to be a little different here in East Lansing after that. So when we started to hear about a guy like Armani Winfield that these guys are targeting and a Keonta Goodwin and these big battles that they're getting in, now you kind of sit up and you're like, okay, Mel, let's get, let's go. Let's get after this battle. So it has quickly transformed from what you think is realistic for what battles Michigan State should be getting into to now them not just getting into them, but having some success there. And that's before them even getting to cash in on this success that they had this past year. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on real quick is when, when Brian was talking about like uh, all the things that he does behind the scenes and how intentional he is and uh, how people have outsiders have criticized this uh, with calling him an unproven coach and things like that. Those kind of things that I've seen on Twitter and in, in the national media have bothered me uh, more than they should. I know I shouldn't be caring about what those people that aren't close to the program think, but you have to look about you have to look at what he has done beyond the wins and losses. First of all, even the wins and losses, he has more than doubled what was expected of him. Second of all, this is about the infrastructure and the foundation he's building. He's not taking any shortcuts here. He's going ahead and integrating former players, having hundreds of them at his house in the offseason, making sure their opinions are felt and heard. And he's investing in the nutritional program, health and wellness. He's not taking any shortcuts in what he's building. Second of all, you have gotten a head coach that is lightning in a bottle for two straight coaching hires now, Mark D'Antonio and now Mel Tucker. You don't let that go and take a shot at a third home run hire, three coaching searches in a row. You don't oftentimes hit with that kind of a success rate. Third of all, you have two donors that are willing to fund the entire contract. Why in the world would you not just call them as opposed to saying, you know, uh, we shouldn't pay 95 million and we should just rather go ahead and have a third attempt at catching lightning in a bottle. And I could go on for days and days, but anyone that genuinely thinks that, that Mel Tucker is overpaid, not only do not understand anything about what he has done at Michigan state, you also don't understand anything about college football and the landscape because in about two or three years, this is going to be probably a bargain contract. And you're already seeing that a little bit like what Brian was saying earlier. 
I I agree with. I mean, listen. I think I I say I'm t- I tell all my buddies. I think within three years we'll we'll be saying that this is a bargain. I mean, let's let's hypothetically say that the donors don't step up, um, mm-hmm. and Michigan State's willing to pony up. You know, let's just say Ron, um, James Franklin numbers, right. right? Seven and a half million. You got USC, LSU, Notre mm-hmm. Dame, Florida, Oklahoma, all open. You have two African-American head coaches in the NFL, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, Schefter's report was accurate that uh, there there was interest with him in the NFL. Um, You know, who who were we going to get for seven, seven and a half million? Um, Name me. Name me two people. Name me three people. Can't name you you any. Yeah. I mean, let's just be frank and be honest. Yeah. With that and with that market. Right. I mean, who are we going to get and bring in here with this early signing period? I mean, you're seeing this, right? This, I mean, they're scrambling those places. Oklahoma scrambling. And they made a nice move by putting in Bob Stoops. I thought it's a picture of stability. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to make a play for Brent Venables, I believe, or at Clemson. I think Notre Dame's probably going to make a play for Luke Fickle. Um, that's that's always been a dream job yeah. of his. And, and, and you're seeing this instability, right, at all these programs during a very crucial hour. You know, even Texas has some instability, which, you know, I think uh, coaches down there taking advantage of, of some of that. And there's just a lot of momentum. There's a lot of momentum. Um, and when you look at the market as a whole, when this thing is all said and done, you know, some people got indigestion with that number. Like you said, some people thought he was unproven. And I, I mean, I beg to differ. I think when this, this is all said and done, that number is going to be a bargain. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a bargain. And, uh, I, you know, I tip my cap to Maddish Bia and Steve St. Andre, especially for stepping up, for seeing the vision. You know, those guys, Spartan Nation owes a debt of gratitude to those two gentlemen. You know, those guys, especially you look at like Maddish Bia, right? What he's done, he made the largest donation yeah. in MSU history. He's got an NIL deal, um, really, which really, really uh, helps recruiting for men's football and, and basketball. And I, I think, I think their vision is special because because they, you know, they both talked about the halo effect, and that mm-hmm. if, if uh, football and men's basketball do well, uh, the revenue trickles down to the other sports. A lot of the non-revenue sports could help some of the women's sports and they understand athletics is the, it's the porch to your house. It's the windows to the front of your house. Right. I mean, there's really no other Avenue in which Spartans all over the country unite, right. They unite when we make a final four run, they united a Rose bowl, they united a big game and they understand the impact this has on donations on applications on overall uh, tone of the university you know, they, they understand how this is bigger than just Mel because this affects the university as a yeah. whole. And that's how they were looking at it. And I give them a lot of credit because, you know, as evidenced by their success, I mean, they're both visionaries. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which I think that's the big thing, too, uh, is that, you know, it's the vision where success leaves clues. And Mel Tucker has left a lot of clues since he's arrived here, just because how we were talking earlier, like in every aspect of this thing, whether it's the weekly calls with the former players are actually listening to them when they have a player they know about in their area that is worthy of an offer. Uh, The 
the what is it the uh, overtime program setting that up that's not something somebody that's temporary does that's setting the kids up to have success for the rest of their lives outside of football um and just everything that he adds that's extra to it like all of that stuff if anybody was paying attention saw it and could see that he's not unproven he, yeah. he's just new to the thing but he's got he has the blueprint to success and he has guys, yeah go ahead. guys he has he, without question he has a blueprint and what he's doing he's building a culture because mm-hmm. he's very intentional in what he does and and think about who he's learned from yep trestle at ohio uh, nick at lsu in alabama kirby at georgia like he's seen what the best looks like yep he's seen what resources are needed to be the best He's seen what programs like you talked about, the nutrition aspect of it, the sports science aspect of it, the type of facilities that are needed. He knows what it takes to compete with the big boys year in and year out because he knows what it looks like. He's experienced it. Yeah. And so, you know, I think the contract is just a, it's just the beginning. Um, you know, there's an investment in facilities. There's an investment in uh, the salary pool for the assistance. And, you know, it's, um, you know, um, hats off, you know, to, to the university administration, uh, to President Stanley, hats off to the trustees, you know, in particular four trustees that were very instrumental, uh, Dr. Rima Vassar, really, really, really led the charge. I got to give her a lot of credit. Dan Kelly was very instrumental. Um, you know, Renee Kanaki, Kelly Tebay really weighed in. Um, and, and I give them, you know, Alan Haller, give them a ton of credit. And it was really everybody going in the, in the, in the same direction, seeing the same vision, understanding, you know, what it's going to take to get us to the next level. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about the future. Yeah. So I guess kind of touching on what you, uh, were talking about with the facility and all of that, uh, just kind of for people that might not understand how much of an impact it was for St. Andre and uh, Ishbia to pick up so much of that contract. So now all of the money that you get from the Big Ten Network and other donations and all that, how much more goes straight to the the facilities and upgrades and not having to pay the coach? Like how big is that for Michigan State as a program? Yeah, I mean, it's it's huge because it allows you to shift resources elsewhere. And, you know, who gets a lot of credit in this, too, is uh, Coach Izzo. Coach Izzo is one of the greatest human beings on this planet because, I mean, Matt Ishbia will give uh, Coach Izzo a blank check if he wants. That's how, re- that's, how, that's how much he holds him in high regard. And for Coach to say, you know, use that money on football, and then even the last $10 million, I believe, that was donated by the Williams family, who are very close to Coach, use that towards football. I mean, it really speaks volumes to, to Coach Izzo and who he is and, and his understanding of, of for us to be successful, football has to be successful. And, and, you know, that's the difference when a guy who was born and raised, I mean, Izzo was raised at Michigan State. How long has he been here? Since he's been a grad assistant? I mean, years. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, so when you're raised here, you have an affinity for the place. You know, you became a man here. You cut your teeth here. There's, you have, it's unconditional love. And I cannot give Coach Izzo enough credit for, you know, really, really pushing this all towards football understanding. And so, 
hats off to him because he has been an amazing ambassador of this university in so many ways that people yeah. don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fact that he let a, let a walk on in 1999 join uh, the team has uh, changed this university forever. But uh, Bre- 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 yeah, I saw that. <laughs> human domino cigar, effect. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the last question I have for you, Brian, is I listened to your interview with uh, Justin Spiro, uh, where you were talking about the hiring to begin with and how at that point, even back then, before you had a chance to meet, uh, to work with Mel Tucker closely for years, and your first impression of him was, this is a guy that is coming here as a destination job. Like he would have crawled here. He would have like just done anything to come be at Michigan state and that he's not leaving. So what back then gave you so much confidence um, before we saw this come to fruition? What was your initial impression of him that had you so convinced that this is a guy that is here for life? I, you know, I'll go back to what I said on the show for three years, I was hearing Mel Tucker's name every now and then somebody would call me and say, Hey, you know, when Mel Tucker wants to be the next coach at Michigan State, you know, when Coach D retires, I'm like, we got a coach. I kept thinking to myself, who's Mel Tucker? <laughs> who's Mel Tucker? I'm, I'm literally three years prior, and I get approached by people, and people will say something to me about Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker. And, and when the time came, you know, regardless of all the reports out there, he was absolutely the best interview. The committee came back and said he was the best interview out of everybody. He had a plan. He knew our depth chart, our top first and second string, their strengths and weaknesses. He laid out a plan for recruiting of how he was going to attack, you know, the the the, the four hundred mile radius. Um, he his 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 attention to detail um, was absolutely blew our committee away, um, and that coupled with the fact that I knew this was his dream job and this is where he wanted to be. I just had no doubt in my mind that he wasn't going anywhere after that. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Um, actually, Ryan, la- this is the real last question. So <laughs> as you were watching the season unfold, what was it like for you? Just what is your thoughts on the season, this 10 wins and just as a, as a former player, like how does it feel to watch this level of success and knowing Michigan State football is not only back, but here to stay? obviously very exciting i mean you know i'm not gonna lie i didn't predict 10 and 2 uh be- mm-hmm. before the beginning of the year right. there were so many unknowns mm-hmm. you know you had 40 new players but uh every week we just beam with pride and you know you saw the way he he hit the portal you saw the turnover and how everybody meshed and gelled and the way he put together his roster and the way that that the, that the kids play for him the young men play for him I mean, they play. They play. Mm-hmm. I mean, Penn State, to me, you know, was the ultimate program win. Coming off of a, yeah. a bad outing in Columbus, you know, Thanksgiving Day weekend, no Big Ten championship to play for, um, you know, flu bug, injury. I mean, you had every excuse in the world to kind of yeah. mail it in, and everybody's, everybody would have said, hey, 9-3 and three is a great year. Yeah. They went out there, and they played their tails off and gutted it out. And, I'm, you know, the way they play for him, the way they believe in him, the mantras, all his, uh, you know, when, like when he talk, when he talks about keep chopping and chop life and relentless, like these are just not catchphrases for right. social media. Like he lives by these monikers. He lives by them because they're not just for the football field, but they're for life. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, these are life lessons. And yeah. um, 
was I surprised to see us at 10 and two? Uh, yeah, I was do, you know, let's manage expectations right. now, you know, you, we, we, you know, that we caught lightning in a bottle with, with, uh, with the canine, um, <laughs> we did. And, uh, we, we had some playmakers on the outside with some yeah. speed, you know, but in terms of depth and upgrading the, the, the whole roster as a whole, we got a long way to go, mm-hmm. um, long way to go. So it's going to be, you know, let, let's, and I'm not going to say we're going to take a step back next year. All I'm saying is let's yeah. manage our expectations, you know, and I, I believe within three years, you know, that he will be competing year in and year out with Ohio state for the big 10 East. Yep. And I believe before he's gone, he will win a national championship at Michigan state. He will be the first African-American head coach to win a national championship. And he told me this, that he wants to do it at Michigan state, which I think is fitting giving Michigan state's history right. of integration uh, of black athletes from the sixties on mm-hmm. it's really only fitting, you know, that this comes full circle that the, that that the first African American head coach wins a national championship, Michigan State, and you know we all hope for that, we all wish for that. But like when he says it, guys, yeah, he believes it. it. Yeah, he believes it. I mean, he knows everything he's doing. Every every picture he takes on Twitter and social media, every everything he does, he knows exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And kids love that. I mean, I think, you know, kids just love, I mean, this is the new day and age. This is, this is what recruiting is about. And so it's an arms race and it's all about, you know, uh, flash and pe- people laughed at Oregon when they were wearing different uniforms <laughs> every week, you know, and, and kids would flock there because yep. they thought that was cool. I mean, so like he gets all of that, yep. he gets it all. And, uh, well, listen, he's special. Yep. We're lucky to have him. So yep. we'll see, we'll see what the future holds, but we're excited. Brian, we cannot thank you enough for all your insight. Um, all your efforts throughout this uh, coaching process, even, and just for your time and for being here with us today. Thank you so much. Well, th- I didn't do anything, uh, but thank you for having <laughs> us. And we'll be live tonight on the Woodward Sports, eight o'clock Tuesday night, Jason and I yep. to dissect Mel, Mel's contract extension, what that means. And, uh, you know, congratulations to coach for being named Big Ten Coach of the Year, an honor well-deserved. Yeah, definitely. We talked about that earlier. It's definitely uh, the definition of the, the award because he he got maximum out of everybody on this roster yep sure did yep sure did. all right guys check out brian's uh work every single tuesday night with uh jason strayhorn over on inside the locker room and thank you again brian appreciate it thanks guys you guys have a wonderful evening and go green